Hello and welcome to Kingdom Quest episode 261. I am your host, uh, Mike Apps, number one podcast royale winner. And with me as always. Listen, I don't feel like I should be forced to follow up with that with anything other than threats on your life at the concept of podcast royale, so That's I'm not fair. going to. It's fair. There are any family master. We have a clown car of guests. One of you introduce yourselves. Okay. Oh. Hello. It's um, it's summer camp week at junior high, which means I have no classes today. Yay. Hooray. Manage Japan, that? Michael Baker, Atari. Yes. And okay. I am Joe. Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. No, Joey um, Jojo. Smoking Joe 86. Uh, I go by many aliases and curiously joe base and they're all joe apparently they are they're all me and um yeah and i know what gaijin means now because i've been watching tokyo vice on hbo max so yeah yeah it's basically like calling someone foreigner yeah i mean that's that is the literal meaning pale yeah but i mean also in terms of it's mildly (laughs) yeah uh it's all in the tone. Honestly, it usually isn't that rude. Yeah, okay. that's why I said mildly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we've got one more. I'm Tam. I came from another podcast. Hi. Hi. I've lived that life and it's hard. I don't recommend it. Two podcasts in one night can kill, kill my throat. And I'm good at that. Do you not have much to say about WoW? Were you not? Oh, I have. Look, I have. I have a lot of. I have a lot of things. You to would say, say about WoW, but, but I don't need to say them. I just. I just finished saying them for the last three hours. Sweet. <sighs> That's the thing I was saying about killing your throat, but also I tend to talk over people a lot more, so it's probably easier for me to get my throat sore. Well, we ended up with a three-person cast, and I carried most of it. So. That's a rough place to be. Godspeed. Hmm. I'll be sure to talk over everyone to make sure you don't have to. No, no, so, I'm, I'm, I'm good. My, th- my throat's fine. Remember, I spend eight hours a day talking on a telephone. You. Oh god, I'm That's so rough. sorry. Don't like that idea. I can't. Couldn't be me. I can't stand talking on a telephone for any amount of time. <laughs> I mean, I work in a call center for a medical lab. I spend eight hours a day talking on a telephone. Yeah. That's. Awful. The, the, what kind of calluses do you have on your jawline at this point? I am smiling. Okay. <laughs> I got a callus on my soul when I worked at a call center. Well, I mean, my again, I worked for a call center of a medical lab, so mine is actually useful and helps people. There you go. Nice. It does make a big difference. And I also get paid $22 an hour. Makes a really big difference. Yeah. I had to try and explain to people what a modem was. No. No. I assume it didn't work. No. No, I could not do that. I would tell them, reset the modem. What's a modem? The black box with the lights on it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Tighten the coaxial cable. The fuck is that? Let's not think about it. Okay. Uh, what have we all been playing? What have we all been playing? 
Nothing. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I'm towards the end of the next chapter of Hero Bank 2. Nice. Boss is a bastard. That makes sense. I mean, not, not just in the... This is actually the first major defeat I have suffered at the hands of any of these bosses, but also the fact that he is a... He's like those calm, collected, very reasonable reasonable talkers who just causes so many problems for everyone by being reasonable about whatever he is saying, even if it is an absolute garbage. Okay. Yeah. Nearly lost two nearly lost two party members because he nearly convinced them to rebel. Uh, cool. Yeah. This kind of guy, yes. Um, Mutiny. It, it's been funny seeing how um, the representatives of different prefectures in this game end up having to, or being forced to align with the villains, and it's like one entire region, they're all being blackmailed. In a different region, half of the Half of these people have been turned into brainwashed money zombies. Oh. The other half are being threatened with it, um, threatened with their clientele being turned into the same. But Ohoku and Hokkaido area is just, yeah, we had a nice sit-down talk with Mr. What's-His-Face, and he just seemed really like a really nice guy, so I'm going to try to murder you now for him. This sounds like a very weird game. What this is hero bank. Uh, this is this is like the definition of weird game. Uh, this is like the the creator of Yakuza deciding to make a cy a weird post cyberpunk um, battle not battle royale uh, prize fighting pro wrestling virtual reality fighter RPG. <laughs> Good times. Starring a fifth grader. That's a lot of things. <laughs> I know the li it just keeps getting longer every time I just try to describe it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sounds like it. That's terrifying. Um, uh, Other than well, that, I actually, new here. A, uh, actually had a podcast interview this morning. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah, interview, um, nice. Yeah, tabletop RPG space guy. Um, what was the name of the podcast again? One moment. Immortal Rising Comics. Hmm. So um, he does podcasts for uh, tabletop creators and adjacent things. And it was like, hey, I've got I've got time uh, next uh, Wednesday. Your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good. It's a nice hour spent. Hopefully, something will come of it. Godspeed. Wheels, do you owe your sister money? What? Venmo me? Uh, yes, sort of. We're collaborating <laughs> on a Father's Day gift for my dad. Oh, good. No, I just want to make sure you stole no, it. Yeah, I see it now. And my my mom does not have Venmo, so. Okay. I have to send it to my sister. Oh, yeah. Yes. When the hell? When's Father's Day? Oh crap! It's uh, soon-ish. Mm -hmm. As a father, I should know, but I don't. <laughs> As a father, I I should know, and I don't either. 
Well, then. But I also found out something about my own father that I did not know, but I shall not, but I cannot share it in a public space. Oh, dear. Okay. Good enough. No pressure. <laughs> so. Well, nothing new here. Just still uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and... Yay. Um... Did you did you lose at the game of trying to order the collector's edition of three? Yeah, um, everyone did. We all did. I I didn't even. I wasn't going to buy it. It's, I was. Uh, I just happened to open my Apple News app and I was just scrolling through and I saw an article about, you know, oh it went up a few hours ago and nobody can access it and I just thought it was kind of funny, because I, I was <laughs> never going to order it, but but now I'm definitely not going to buy it. So whatever. I said. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, I figured out what to do in, in two though, because I I was on there was a main story quest where there was a locked gate, and I was trying to do some side quests, and I was I, I think I mentioned I was trying to get one of the blades to get a, unlock a skill so I could finish a side quest, and turns out that can't happen. But I went online and found out I had to go to a secret area to get a key to open that gate to progress the story. Great. So I did that. And then some weird guy showed up. with uh, He had an eye patch and a lightning sword, and I had to fight him. And then because he has an eye patch, Nia calls him a one-eyed monster, and then oh. Rex and... <laughs> Mithra start blushing, and then Rex is like, "Why are you blushing?" And she says, "Shut up!" and smacks him into the TV. Good times. It's awesome. Good times were had by all. So, yeah, making progress in that game. Um, well, every character is level thirty-five now, so I, I think I've played for about forty hours, bro. Like, yeah. bro, you don't even have. I know. Numbers. So. There's that, and then uh, no, just my arms been hurting lately, so I haven't been playing games too much. Just trying to not overexert it by mashing buttons on controllers. So, um, over the weekend, I was playing Pokemon with my niece because I gave her my copy of Let's Go Eevee, and then of course she needed help with it, which was fine. And so she she somehow uh, managed to beat Misty on her own. Um, but then she needed help figuring out what to do because at that point in the game, you know, you have to, you get the tickets and then you got to go through the underground passage and go on the boat and talk to the captain and learn cut. And then you got to go fight Lieutenant Surge. So yeah, I was helping her with that on Sunday. Lieutenant but, Surge from uh, Front Cross? No. That's from a good game. <laughs> oh, and, uh, burn. And then on my Chromebook, I was just messing around with RetroArch, and I was playing a little bit of Super Mario RPG and Lunar Silver Star, the PS1 version. So, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Haven't been doing that much gaming lately, but nothing really unusual. Uh. I've been playing Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Is that any good? It's an idle game. Yeah, everything about that name makes me not want to know more about it, but I mean, I don't want to but stop you from talking about it if you'd like to. It does have Minsk and Boo. 
And Boo can dress up as Minsk, and Minsk can dress up as Boo. What? <laughs> that's, that's very cute, but also, what? Like, it's an idol game. I'm terrified. <laughs> I assume you just sort of sit there and let it do its thing. We are all heroes. You and Boo and I. Hamsters and rangers everywhere. Rejoice. I'm learning. Uh. Uh, I had a word that I was going to say, but it's gone. It's fucking gone. You said what you did just to get me mad. Mad enough to break free. Ha ha. You are as smart as Boo sometimes. (laughs) You have played those games a lot, I can tell. Yeah. I was doing, um, well, on, on my Twitch channel, I did do two segments of Baldur's Gate to enhanced edition i don't know why i didn't keep up with it because i basically have that game memorized and my goal was to do every quest and do every secret but i don't know it just took me a really long time to clear out the slavers in the uh slums district and then i didn't feel like playing anymore so whatever i i shared i shared a picture of that by the way Congratulations. Congratulations. See? Minsk is dressed as Boo, and then on his shoulder is a little Boo, and he's dressed as Minsk. That's wonderful. I've learned so much. Uh, That's really all I've been playing, because the only other thing I've been playing is a lot of overtime at work. That's That's not playing at all. I'm not a fan of that game. I think it should have been cancelled bad game very bad game i worked like 106 hours last paycheck that sounds horrifying not gonna think about that one bit Um... i mean they pay me so yeah i mean i hope so jesus (laughs) yeah seriously let's see Wales, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been mostly playing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Future Connect to try and finish that before 3 comes out. I defended it of you. Uh, and actually, I've just put it on casual mode to try and expedite that process because it is actually kind of grindy, which is weird. <laughs> For something that's just like, here's here's a little bit of extra story. Here's some things that'll probably connect to Xenoblade 3. Yeah, so that's important. I'm probably not going to try and finish Rush Through Torna before that comes out, because I, I, that's probably not as... By all accounts, that's a 40-hour RPG. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> Whereas Future Connect is like... 10 to 12 from everything yeah. I've heard. Probably less since I'm on casual and just going through the story and not really uh, doing the side stuff. Finally, we also are willing to play on Baby Mode. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, because I'm there for the... Because... Uh, here for I, the plot. Even if I wasn't trying to rush, it just feels like this, this is a short game. These are... These wouldn't have even been the characters like that I grinded through the main game with. So it feels weird to have to grind these characters some more when... You know, I'm not going to be sticking with them for anything else because 
I don't know. It's weird. No, I'm not sure. I like how they did that. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. But whatever. The story's interesting, so we'll see where it goes. Maybe, hmm. the, maybe the characters don't like you. I mean, probably. Probably, too. Probably. I actually like the Nopon song, unlike some people out there. The Nopons are a wild bunch. <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Yeah. Uh, anything other than Future Connected for you, Will? Uh, I have been messing around with uh, Has Been Heroes a bit, which I haven't played in a while. What a has been. Which is one of the weirdest roguelites you will ever play. No, I've played a couple of weird ones. Uh, well, imagine like the original Plants vs. Zombies uh, combined with the darkest dungeon, I guess, would be the nice comparison. It's it's weird. I'm not even I'm not even that barely explains it. That's how weird it is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me. And as those who listened to the uh, pre-show rambling on Wheels' Twitch channel, uh, I have Terminal Street Street Fighter brain right now. Uh, that's that's where my is, brain is. Is this it's because of the new trailer for Street Fighter Six that released? It's because of a lot of things, but yes, mostly the Street Fighter Six shit. Um, but yeah, like uh, that's that's a situation where my brain is temporarily replaced with a small copy of. Uh, a Street Fighter collection. Please pray for me, for my brain. It's currently mostly just focused on quarter circles, but uh, yeah, so I, I have not played anything that resembles an RPG because I have been doing uh, mostly dragon punches. Um, also, Joe, seeing your thing in the chat, uh, Venmo is owned by PayPal, by the way. Okay. There's no escape. Yeah, there's, um, yes. Well, because my my tone was meant to be like, I use PayPal. Yeah, it's like yeah. the same thing. Okay. It's all the same. Anyway, carry on. But yeah, so I, I reached the level of uh, personal brain rot where I was earlier playing Street Fighter the movie, the game on PS1. So there's no hope for me. Oh man, that's a that game is Fighter, the movie, the game. Not in Japan. Street, not in Japan. Street Fighter, the real battle on film. Nice. Well, at least at least it's not Street Fighter, the movie, the game, the comic. Yeah, at least it's also not the arcade version of Street Fighter, the movie, the game, which is an entirely different game. Yes. Same digitized digitized data. Street Fighter, the movie, the game. The arcade version is its own game, unrelated to Street Fighter the movie, which is also a game. game the PS One. But yeah, like but those are that, that movie though. I liked that movie with Jean Claude Van Damme, and it's it's yeah. a fun film. 
uh, Raul Julia carries a lot of it. But uh, just in general, uh, it's fascinating. Okay. I was going to say, I still love the one comment I saw about that movie where it's saying, you know, calling it a terrible movie, except for his acting, because he must have known it was a terrible movie to. Oh, yeah. To and he played it perfectly. Yes. Or Julia. Yeah, or old Julia. Because he knew he was dying at the time. Yeah, he he did it because he did it because I think it was his grandkids wanted him to do it. No, his kids, his, his oh, sons kids, yeah. were huge fans of the video game, and he had to choose one last movie to make before he knew he was never going to make anything ever again, and he wanted something that they could see. Oh, Something yeah, that they could nice. see and that would leave them a shit ton of money at the end. <laughs> so, so he chose he chose to do that movie, knowing how awful it was going to be all around. But because he also knew his sons were going to love it, and he did it as much as he could. <laughs> and, hey, at least that means we also have like him just screaming absolutely bad shit lines, like "And I beheld Satan as he fell from heaven." So for me, you know. it was a Tuesday. Yeah. For you, it was the day that changed your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> that, is, that is probably one of the best lines ever in any movie ever. <laughs> it's it's left a left an essentially uh, ink spot over Bison's characterization of in the games to some extent, where like. He doesn't have a lot of characterization in Street Fighter 2 other than he's real tough looking. And then in all future games, it's like, oh no, his entire thing has to be that uh, he is the rawest of egomaniacs. <laughs> yeah, so I've been, I mean, been thinking a lot. To be fair, if you were handed a characterization like Raul Julia's, you would run with it. Yeah, no, it was the correct choice. Like, it gave him a lot more to hang his hat on than. Street Fighter 2's in it, like to, to put it in perspective, uh, the initial artwork of Bison from Street Fighter 2 appears to essentially be traced from a a uh, panel from Riccio. Hmm. So let me see if I can find this uh, because it's like when you see them right alongside each other, it's like, oh, this is. Absolutely fucked how much they just sort of stole this character design. Uh, I'll pull this. Because this... um, there's tons of those. Um, there was this one, like some sort of top-down shooter game that Banda or that Capcom made, and one of the characters in it was called the General or something, and he was like looked almost exactly like M. Bison, would eventually. Yeah, but both look suspiciously like Wakizashi from Rikio. Uh, Washizaki, Washizaki, excuse me, but yeah. Uh, especially if you look at Bison art of the era, which appears to be pulled essentially straight from a very specific panel. But uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, they 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 ran a lot more with that. Like it, <laughs> one of the fun things about looking back at. Uh, old ass fighting games is how much it was just okay to just steal something from an existing property. Uh, I mean, that was common throughout Japanese development in the early years. Yeah, oh, it's, still, it's still a fairly common practice in general. Yeah, 
the so degree the was kind of for it. Yeah, the degree was a bit uh, much in a lot of cases, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I still remember years ago there was this huge to do because it was like provable that this other popular manga had lifted entire scenes from uh, Death Note. <laughs> Good job. Well, yeah, for design and for angles and everything. The like, last fight of the uh, reboot of Superman series, where he's fighting in the you know fighting in that city in Metropolis, mm-hmm. was ripped from Birdie the Mighty Decode. Really? Yes. And that is actually a statement from the person who produced it. Good work. But uh or directed it, I forget which. But one of the head guys was like, Yeah, I really like these fight scenes from Birdie the Mighty Decode, and then he used them in the Superman movie. Good times. Also, Birdie the Mighty yeah. Decode, really awesome anime. That's pretty good. Um Unfortunately it's no longer licensed in the US, so good luck finding copies. There's a will, there's a way. But uh I have the D V D box. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say was, uh, yeah, like like old fighting games, especially, would just sort of uh, steal from whatever the fuck, and it kind of didn't matter. And you would still see this, uh, especially like e- even into the uh, even into the arts, like uh, the. Design of Street Fighter IV's jury is uh, suspiciously reminiscent of uh, JoJo Part Six protagonist Jolene Cujo, but that's just it's just how fighting games did. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, basically Street Fighter is uh, currently infesting my brain. There's no Street Fighter RPG yet, but who knows? Maybe one day. Maybe one day someone will make a really bad decision. (laughs) Did you play the Street Fighter tabletop game back in the day? Absolutely not. It was awesome. I had no friends, had never seen a source book in my life until many years after those went out of print. (laughs) And let's do note, though, characters from Street Fighter have shown up in several RPGs. That's true. Like Project Cross Zone. Mostly Project Cross Zone. Pretty much. Oh, remember? Um, there was a really crappy PS3 RPG that had Morrigan and Dimitri in it, I think. Thinking uh, of uh, Cross Edge? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> an extremely not good game. <laughs> it yeah. is very good. I've beaten it! <laughs> I wouldn't be proud of that, but good on you. I beat it because I bought all the DLC. <laughs> so sorry. So That's I'm the only to... way you can beat that game is with all the DLC that gives you like these super overpowered weapons and all these stat boosts. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm just going to point out that that's the equivalent of throwing good money after bad, but with time. <laughs> yeah. That describes a whole lot of games, though. Yeah. Like when I like I I like picked up a very cheap copy of. Vague successor to Cross Edge, uh, Trinity Universe when that came out. And started, I've got that too. <laughs> I got like five hours in, and I was like, "This 
sucks fucking ass and stuff. <laughs> I, I will admit, I dropped that one in under 30 minutes. It's wow. extremely Impressive. boring. It's extremely boring. I, I just, it's like, I found it so boring, I couldn't play it. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay. I don't know why, don't know why we did this. Someone, someone did. But yeah, um, oh yeah. Speaking of Darkstalkers, just that Capcom fighting game collection this, uh, oh, yeah. in like a couple weeks. It's um, coming this month. Yeah, uh, I believe that that is what is that? Actually, it's just called Capcom Fighting Collection. I was trying to think what is it actually called, and it turns out it's Capcom Fighting Collection. And it's got some a beautifully nonsense set of games in it that I've ranted about before. I'm so happy for uh, Red Earth and Cyberbots and five different versions of Darkstalkers. <laughs> this is a collection for me and no one else. <laughs> Excuse me. I remember enjoying Darkstalkers. I got the collection for the PlayStation 2 years ago. D David, um, d do keep in mind, it's a collection for you and me. And probably not. Yeah, but also Super Gem Fighter 2 Mini Mix. So that's important. Yeah. Oh, and Hyper Street Fighter Hyper Street Fighter 2, the anniversary edition. A version I thought would never see re-release ever again. So that's fun. Well, I mean, Capcom recently had an interview where they were talking about looking into some of their older IPs that haven't seen stuff in a while. Yeah, although when someone asked them about if any of the games on this collection would ever come back, like they were pretty point blank about like this is mostly about making sure people can play the old games. We don't really have plans for these IPs, yeah. which is I mean, uh, refreshingly honest, honest. It's nice that they're thinking. It's nice that they're even thinking about letting people play them or making. Yeah, them no. them it's it's very nice that they're keeping these in fucking circulation. But I also appreciate that they're not like, oh, if these do well, maybe we'll make a new Darkstalkers. They're like, no, nah, this is just to make sure people can still play <laughs> Well, I mean, Darkstalkers Dark would have to move into, you know, 3D, you know... It, it would be like Street Fighter, but the thing is the uh... Like, there's a hardcore fan base for Darkstalkers, and people like seeing Darkstalkers characters, but, like, I don't think that you could actually sell... I don't think that the market is quite robust enough to get the return on investment a company like Capcom would want out of the new Darkstalkers. So. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not going to sell like Street Fighter Six is going to sell. Yeah, pretty much. And they yeah. know this. They, I, I, at least they're willing to be like, hey, here's a new version so you can play it on more modern stuff than through like yeah, emulations. Because you, you can play all of the weird old versions, like because like Darkstalkers was not was like you had Darkstalkers, you had Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge, and you had uh, like three different things that are collectively kind of Darkstalkers three and kind of a completely different thing. Uh, Vampire Savior, Vampire Hunter two, and Vampire Savior two are all were like all kind of smashed together on PlayStation Saturn and called Darkstalkers three, but none of them's really Darkstalkers three, and it's. A very strange <laughs> thing. So, characters. <laughs> yeah, they ha they don't have all the same characters. That's what makes it weird. They all have like a weird smattering of characters from Darkstalkers one and two, and their own characters. It's extremely strange. I I'm convinced that it's an issue with how much uh, storage that the CPS two could address, because uh, the CPS two Capcom's arcade board that many of their mid '90s fighting games from Street Fighter Alpha on ran on. Uh, are, it is, you know, it, it was relatively powerful for when it came out, but if, as you pay attention to, like, 
those games uh, being like games being released on that platform, they start having to cut out frames of animation, and it's not because it can't run them. Like you look at something like X Men Children of the Atom, Children of the Atom. All the X Men in that game have like extremely detailed uh, like idle and walk animations. All these like just tons of spare frames, and then as they start needing to fit more and more characters into these, they start cutting those out and cutting those out. So like characters have way fewer idle frames and they don't have as many just like unique animations like sometimes like uh animations will get played backwards like their walk animation might be played backwards instead of having unique walk backwards animation that sort of thing uh and that's just to squeeze as much into the rom as possible and you can tell the very second that they don't have to do that anymore because marvel vs capcom one is a uh is a like CPS two game, and it has a pretty like a, a roster that is about the same size as Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter, which means they had to cut tons of characters in order to try to get representation of both of them uh, of both companies uh, in a way that made sense. And then Marvel vs. Capcom two has a roster of like sixty characters. Yeah, because that was because they Naomi moved it to Ma- Naomi. Yes. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I'm convinced that like Vampire Hunter two and Savior two and Vampire Savior all having slightly different rosters of characters was down to the CPS two will not let us put all the characters we had we would have wanted to put into this, so we've just made like a bunch of different weird versions. Uh, let's see how many characters are actually in CPS uh, MBC two. Too many. Twelve, eighteen, twenty four. Eight. So like 56 characters, something like that. Like just a truly ridiculous number. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, my my uh, answer is uh, I don't know. Play World Tour mode and Street Fighter Alpha Three. That's got RPG elements in it. Yeah. You can raise your character stats. You love it. I didn't uh, like MVC two. You sound like a curmudgeon. Um, I am a curmudgeon. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Uh, I, been, I don't been... like the three versus three tag team format. I think that it makes the fights too long, and I just don't care hmm. for it. Sorry. Fair enough. But uh, I, I've like that's what I've been playing because I've been too tired to play games that require brain for the past month. So. Yeah. Uh, instead, I've been devoting that time to playing games that uh, require only the lizard part of my brain, and also uh, watching like anime and reading manga and shit because I can just do that without thinking or committing to anything. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a lot of manga. Yeah, I've been watching TV lately. Or a lot of anime. Cool. Yeah, I was, I was catching up on the things people have been recommending to me this season, which means that like I'm like three years late to people talking about how good of a manga Spy X family is, and like three months late to people telling me to watch your boy Coleman. So that's been fun. By the way, I did. Are both good, I, I I did mention on the Discord that I finally had someone someone assist me in finding out the anime. With that gif of the girl slamming the other girl into a wall, so. Good job. 
I'm glad the I'm glad the mystery was solved. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. No. It it totally is. It it totally is solved, and it uh, it is something that it never got licensed. That happens. Oh yeah. All too common. Hmm. But at least the wanna, name of it exists. I just want to say how much I appreciate that now that a lot of anime are getting uh, based off of uh, manga that were initially uh, part of like magazines, webcomic initiatives. That means that a lot of manga or anime are being based off of things that would not typically find their way into manga magazines because their premises are too strange. Okay. And, it's uh, putting it mildly in a few cases. Yeah. Like the, this is on the, the tamer end of things, but one of the ones I was just mentioning is a reverse isekai where the uh, one of the major tacticians of the Three Kingdoms, uh, Zhuge Liang, gets uh, dies, but like teleports to uh, modern day Japan and decides that he doesn't want to be a tactician for war anymore, and instead decides to be a tactician to help a uh, a singer achieve her dreams. Uh, yeah, that, that's. So, that is actually that sounds fairly normal compared to some of the stuff. That's what I was saying. Like that wouldn't get into a magazine, but it is relatively normal. And then from no, there, things get stranger. I'm, I'm thinking like that doesn't sound too terribly different from something like Hikaru no Go meets Therme Romai. A little bit, a little bit. You know Therme Romai? I've Maybe heard of it. Yeah, for I always heard of Therme Romai. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it's about a an a public bath engineer from the Roman Empire falling through a time portal and in yeah. Tokyo <laughs> and exploring Japanese bathing culture and all of the random things involved with it. Hmm. But yeah. I, I, I gotta good. say, the one of the more amusing isekais I've watched recently was uh, Life as a Ordinary guy who got turned into a total fantasy knockout. Huh. Oh no. A, okay, that unfortunately also sounds a little too normal for the genre for all the wrong reasons. Well, <laughs> actually, the 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 series has a, had almost no fan service. Even though like most fan service thing it should have had had almost no fan service because of the way it was drawn. It was actually totally basing it on the romantic comedy of the entire thing. Well, okay then. So it was actually a lot more interesting than just half of them, where it's like, you know, all the fan service. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I've been having fun doing that, and that is what will set me free from having to think about things for a minute. Hooray! Yay! Uh, there, there are three people who read and watch a lot of anime now in this chat, so. We could spend all night discussing different things. Let's not, though. Let's not. Yeah, no. What's an anime? Uh, <laughs> Something you, you do not care about. It's not true. Uh, Wheels kind of cares. I can see Wheels enjoying Spy X Family, but that's a dub. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm going to wait for the anime to finish, uh, the current season to finish for that. <laughs> Although I am excited uh, that uh, The Devil is a Part Timer has a second season coming this summer. Hmm. Wow. But, I watched a yeah, few episodes of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute enough. Uh, for Wales' benefit, Spy, Spy Family is a 
uh, fucking anime about a, uh, like, well, a spy who is given an assignment that requires him to uh, create a, uh, a cover family. And then it turns out that the daughter that he adopts is a telepath and the uh, woman he has posing as his wife turns out to be a killer. She doesn't know he's a spy. He doesn't know she's a killer. Hilarity and daughter knows everything, and she thinks it's yep. awesome. She <laughs> she engineers it because she thinks it would be way cooler if uh, she really likes spies, and she thinks it would be very cool for her mother to be an assassin. So it's very cute. It's actually very very cute. Yeah, uh, the number of people on our Discord have been recommending it. Yeah, I think I think you I think you could have a good time with it, Wheels, and it does. Have I've been dose, recommending so. the manga for like four years now. Mm-hmm. However long it's been since it started, because I read the first one. Yeah, I've heard. I've been hearing nothing but good things about the manga, but at the time, I didn't. I wasn't taking time to read manga, so. But yeah, I might. I might uh, spend some time on that because inevitably the show will finish it. Will finish out before uh, it's finished adapting. So. Or or they'll get another season in like five. Well, years. yeah, but that'll mean I'll have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very it's very cute. It's very funny. Um, it somehow manages to juggle elementary school drama, r- r- um, romantic comedy, and large explosions. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's, and it's it's very it's very good at all of them, which is an impressive yeah. feat. Yes. So yeah, uh, both 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 the uh, both the ones I mentioned, I, I would say, come recommended. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing with my time, like a lazy piece of shit. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, do we like what news do we have? Like, I feel like something happened since last week. Wheels uh, uh, Wheels suffered this morning as of when yes, we're recording. There, so there was a few new things in uh, limited runs games, like their E three thing. Oh yeah, there was something. I, I need to find a time to pre-order the Shadowrun trilogy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the one I was most excited about because they know uh, Humble Bundle's got a Capcom deal going on. Hey. Yeah. We'll get to that's that. going to be gone by the time that uh, by the time yeah. this goes up. Uh, but yeah, it's Shadowrun. Uh, when they announced that for consoles, so I was kind of disappointed that it seemed to be dig- digital only at the time. But it's limited runs doing it for everything, and I think it's, I placed bets the second that we saw yeah. the announcement. Limited runs. It it's it's even Xbox, which is nice. Yeah. Coming out on everything. Let's see, anything I'll probably I'm... pick up the Switch version. <laughs> uh, there, I think that was really the only RPG in there. There's some other cool things like uh, Doom Eternal is finally getting a physical edition for Switch. There, there are some other things that are not cool and mo- mostly head scratching. Uh, weird <laughs> FMV games. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the session that Thunderfront has with those. Oh, Rendering Ranger R2 is actually yeah. uh, historically interesting. Uh, spider, Spider Saurus. Looks like a fun yeah. platformer by that's that's by that's Tom, right? Game. I don't spider know. Spider stars. Uh, yeah, it's something like Invasion of the Spider Stars or something, but it's like a Contra style game. I don't know if Tom worked on it, but I know that. Uh, I think he did. I looked it up this earlier this week. I can't remember if he was. A forward. 
2019. Yeah, it was originally an Apple Arcade game. It's free of their evil clutches now. Or will be. Yeah. Uh, Giant Tyrannosaurus yeah. crossed with a Black Widow. Okay. I'm not sure what you were expecting from the name of the Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, but yeah, like, but... punk rock meets everything else. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an extremely way forward game. Um, I was say this looks like it should have been a poorly animated mid mid to late '80s cheap Saturday morning TV show. Yeah, I think that's intentional. <laughs> okay, yeah, looking that at it, it was certainly the aesthetic here. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, by all accounts, on e- even on phone, it was a good game, which is, you know, I consider that high praise. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's no longer an Apple Arcade game, so you can play it on things with buttons and okay, things so that nice. don't require wow. you to have an Apple Arcade subscription. <laughs> that reminds me, I wonder what uh, what's become of Sakaguchi's Apple Arcade game, which, whose name I do not remember. Uh. Generic fantasy uh, game. Fantasian. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I think I played that. Yeah, I don't know if that's escaped. Uh, Apple Arcade yet? I don't think so. It only oh, came out yeah, I have year. Apple Arcade, don't I? Oops. Yeah, it came out last year. I feel like it's telling that uh, Wikipedia does not yet have a plot summary. Um... Yeah, it, it it doesn't like like I anytime something comes out on Apple Arcade, I've never heard anyone actually talk about it. I don't know how much uh, pickup that service has. I don't know how much people actually play things on it. It's like just a complete dead zone to me and being able to be aware of what's happening with it. Yeah, I got I somehow got yet another free trial of Apple Arcade and I have not played anything. Because there's, um, I, I played a little bit of Fantasian, but, uh, and I played, there was a Hot Shots golf game on there that was fun. And then there was that, that Castlevania, um, the sequel to Harmony of Despair, but uh, it was like a gotcha game. And you have to, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even. It's like I was really bummed out when I thought it was canceled, and then I found out it was on mobile, and then I finally had a chance to play it, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this at all. Oh, that seems like a miserable grind. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, and then there was a Shantae game that was Apple that arcade started on arcade, but then yeah, Seven Sirens. I got that on Switch. Yeah, so all the Shantae games, games were on sale recently. Nice. Be. Um, they go on but, sale pretty regularly, though. They do. Yeah. yeah, they're all good, though. They're all worth playing. Yeah, no, <laughs> Way Forward makes good, good. Games. They do. Definitely. I wanted Shantae and Smash Bros. God damn it! <sighs> that would have been difficult. That would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, any other news that we wanted to have? I don't know if it's news per se, but uh, the Ms. Marvel series on Disney Plus just started today. I watched the first episode. It's very fun. That was pretty neat. Yeah, 
the yeah. voice actress oh, who good. does Rampart in Apex Legends is in that in the episode. Oh, cool. That's fun. I'm the only person who would notice this. <laughs> You're not the only person who would notice no, this, no, but and then I I watched the fourth episode of Obi Wan today, and that was cool. Uh, I watched. I recently binged first two seasons of The Boys, and then there's three episodes of season three out now. And I binged all of the all seven Stranger Things episodes. Oh man, it's so. all like two hours long. They're insanely long, and I Jesus, just, man. just, I just watched it in like two days. Yeah, no one you can't imagine having that kind of spare time. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have now. Uh, yeah, ticking, ticking, ticking. Into the future? No, we're not doing this. Um, who's the one that's usually complaining that I'm going to get us DMCA? <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, honestly, you're only going to get as DMCA'd if you're actually probably playing the song, only because of the fact you can argue it as personal interpretation. Yeah. I don't think any of us can actually... It probably won't, but the other thing is that, like, even if we did, we would probably have to worry about uh, compulsory licensing fees. Um, There's a part in the song where he says, shoo the children with no shoes on their feet. I thought he said shoot the children. I was like, oh, dear Lord. That seems bad. Let's not think about that. No. That's what I used to... The first time I heard this song, I'm like, what is he saying? Oh, not that. (laughs) So, yeah. um, (laughs) Thinking about things that are less horrible than that. uh, Yes. uh, Yeah. Uh, We also had an Odyssey trying to get a hold of the Xenoblade 3 special edition pre-order. Uh, yep. more information to come as this story develops and we also attempt to get it the next time they put it out. Um, this is just going to end with me spending a lot of money on eBay. You're just going to be sobbing into your wallet. Um, it's just... I, I could resist many, many special editions. You may not think it. It's true. <laughs> the thing is, this isn't it's, really it's that much of a special again. edition. It only has an art book and a and a steel and box. Good art, though. And also, Wheels love steel book. Steel book. I wouldn't be surprised if Wheels is the one that's buying like those five dollars steel books from Best Buy for games he doesn't even own. No, I'm not that deranged. Jesus. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so uh, good good luck, Fair Wheels. Hope that works out for you. I'll probably pick the game up sometime shortly after it's released, but I'm more concerned about uh, Live Alive that comes out around the same time. Oh, yeah. Where's my steelbook for Live Alive? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Man. Apparently you're going to get fucking killed of, by ODO and you're going to deserve it. Speaking of steelbooks, apparently there's one for Triangle Strategy that came out in like Europe only that I have to try and get now. Oh, Jesus Lord. It's very pretty. <laughs> I know. You're Thank very you. pretty. Thank you. It's not true. But so let's hit some questions uh, before oh, we yeah. turn this entire thing into a mockery of itself, which it already is, <laughs> but even more of one. <laughs> Uh, 
Let's see, we've got question number 14. Uh, what instances can you think of games that use uh, music inappropriately or just sound out of place? Uh, the other world, it hates you. No, that's, that's, that's accurate. It just sounds really dopey. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> no, I mean, it's Larkin CL. Yeah, but it just sounds dopey as shit. We're talking about Dragon's Dogma? No, I was no, talking Final about Otherworld from FF10. The bit that plays in uh, the opening when they're showing off to you that's doing Blitzball uh, and it's just screaming at you. They, Wait, what, they what was the question again? They took out that Dragon's uh, Dogma song in like, the updated version. It's not there. Anymore. Yeah, because I believe it was I believe it was licensed and they didn't yeah. update again. Uh, the question was like games that use music inappropriately or just end up sounding out of place. Uh, oh, the boss well, music in Blue Dragon. Oh, fear and awe in your eyes, showing you what you can't see. Yeah. Reaching hands, you are blind, staring down eternity. One of my favorite things I've ever seen in a game. Uh, the uh, shit post uh, parody RPG Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gryphon Volume One of the Hoops Barkley Saga has. <laughs> Uh, has that song uh, Saga is spelled out with a capital G there as well, just to make it better. Uh, what the fuck? They, but, put, they put permadeath in the new Fire Emblem Warriors? Well, um, but you know yeah. what's funny is um, thinking of this, my, my son has been playing the new Sackboy game. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one of the levels, Big Adventure? Yeah, Sackboy's Big Adventure. And one of the levels has Uptown Funk. <laughs> yes. Huh. But to, to finish yeah, but out it's those, fun though. I liked that level. To, I don't know. To finish out, no, it's, just, saying, it's just weird because it's like, well, I I walked out and I literally stared at the screen and I'm like, is that Uptown Funk? <laughs> what are they playing Uptown? And then like, as you go through the level, like different parts of it will start playing at different points in the level, and it's just like, what is this? What is going on here? I don't know, but that sounds pretty dope, <laughs> but, actually. It's, it's, yeah. it's really dope, but at the same time, out of place. Yeah, Because yeah. you're not expecting it. Well, in um, Final Fantasy thirteen two, there's a yeah, song called Chocobo, Chocobo Rodeo, and it's like it's this... Chocobo. Yeah, it's like this thrash metal Chocobo. Yeah. Song. Yeah, so Chocobo. But yeah, to finish out what I was saying, <laughs> to finish out what I was saying, uh, the the point I was going to make about the they they ripped Eternity directly into Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guy, and and if you dig through the game's files, all the songs in the game are just in like a perfectly computer readable format, but they've all had their metadata completely fucked with, and so the metadata for uh, Eternity from Blue Dragon just says, oh my god, the guy from Deep Purple sang this. <laughs> and it turns no, out the guy right. from Deep Purple absolutely sang that. Yes, he did. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, t- Tales of Games Studio was just such a they, weird... They were too good for weird. this world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us, all, let us all remember their roguelike Wu-Tang plan in the quest for the sewer baby. Uh, what happened yeah. to them? Oh, the 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 uh, the, the attempted development of Barkley to destroy them. Um, but um, I'm Do thinking about um, there's the scene in Saints Row the Third when they're singing Sublime in the car. 
Oh yeah, they do that with what I got. Rose after two, I think. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, so um, this is I remember this is one that Wordwad and I used to laugh about, but um, there was a PlayStation game called Community Palm, hmm. and um, the overworld theme is you walk through the forest and everything. If if you listen to it enough, it, you start to realize it sounds kind of familiar, and eventually realize that it's actually La 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 means I love you from the seventies. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you get Wordwad, some... Okay. And Wordwald actually put up a video on YouTube comparing the two songs, and he actually got it taken down, like DMCA <laughs> by the um, by the music company. And then went on to DMCA the um, the video of the or- game's original song. <laughs> See what you've on. done. Uh, yeah, this is also the same game where every boss battle started off with dun 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 dun. And it's just like so okay. They were just cruising for a legal version. Oh yeah, but it's just the juxtaposition of the of the Dragnet theme song and Mouth Harp. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sure, no, why not? This is the same game that gave the heroine squeaky shoes. You could just put on as an accessory, and she would just go all across the screen as she walked. And it's like that reminds me of the fucking meow shoes from Yakuza Zero. Oh, sounds like similar They're... thing, yeah. They 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 are literally just they have like little cats on them. They meow every time you would take a step. Very good. Let's see if I can. Yeah, the Mew shoes. <laughs> but yeah, um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night had some weird shoes that. There was like clown. These like noises. yeah, that just make horrible noises, and and they don't have enough attack power to be worth wearing, either. Yeah, yeah. every every pair of shoes thing. in that game has something wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, the no, Mew shoes were also working that game on one of the bosses actually. Uh, remember the two-headed dragon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It um. There's actually a space beneath either of its jaws that you can get into and just start hitting thing, hitting the thing without taking mm-hmm. much at all damage at all. If you're in one of those spaces when it does its massive slam together attack, it will drop you down three stories. Yeah. Oh. On the spiral <laughs> tower. Dragon won't move. So you have to run back up the tower to find it and you can just put your boots on and then just start drop kicking it from behind until it dies. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Right, because you have to kill that boss to get the thing you need to get the photo ID to get on the train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that area of that game, not that it completely sounds out of place, but the the music in that section of the game to me always sound like sounded like it was ripped from an East game. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah, that was the thing. That we track. Could... That was the thing well, we there's um. Of. There's a trophy and achievement you can get um, if you have the fairy familiar equipped and then you sit down at a piano, then she'll start singing a special song. Mm-hmm. So that, it, it doesn't sound out of place or anything, but it's kind of an annoying way to have to get a uh, trophy. You got to sit there and sit there until she starts singing and then wait for her to finish the song. Yeah, it's weird. Well, no. Uh... Tales of the Abyss in the first 
like area you go to, if you stand in the flower bed that you appear in for a very long period of time, you get two different skits. Oh. I only know this because I have the strategy guide. Oh yeah, I feel like it's something that uh, is of relevance to the audience and may involve us speculating at least a little bit. Uh, I just remembered by the mention of East. Apparently, they teased that there's going to be East Ten information soon. Yes. Oh. Yes. Cool. So, like uh, the next uh, no in like East, a couple of weeks for no East Five remake on the horizon. No waiting on that. But yeah, apparently they're no, going to. Divulge info about it in like a couple weeks in Famitsu. So, now, I, guess I know this, this is kind job. of, um, <laughs> I was going to say, this is kind of opposite of what the person was asking, but in the Resident Evil 2 remake, playing that with the original RE2 soundtrack is freaking awesome. Just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you download the DLC costumes that make them look like the original character models. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, while we're talking about Bloodstained real quick, there was the recent DLC where you can play the game as... What's her name? Aurora Child of Light or something. Yeah, Aurora Child of Light, which is yep. interesting to have DLC this far out from the game, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. they got to fulfill their promises. This far out from yeah. either game. Yes. <laughs> Much more so from Child of Light, which yeah. was mildly relevant when the Kickstarter happened. Let's see. Was that like a Kickstarter bonus for Bloodstained? Uh, I think it was more just like a deal that would have had to have been struck around that time. Yeah. yeah. No surprise they haven't done uh, Shovel Knight DLC. Uh, maybe well, you can play as Shovel Knight in that game. You can? Oh, never mind. That. Yeah, if you, if you get the shovel armor and you put it on, you turn into Shovel Knight. <laughs> if we're talking Bloodstained, Shovel Knight's also an enemy in that game. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's what you have to farm to get the shard that... Or, well, you, well, yeah, you get the shard that lets you summon him, but and then he can drop a shovel as an item. And But then, yeah, if you get the actual Shovel Knight armor, you can become him. That's what it is. Those are his three drops, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never, I never got that deep into the game. I just beat oh, it. no. I, I platinumed it and then did it all over again on Xbox. So I, I had a point where, yeah, I had to repeatedly kill every enemy in the game until they dropped every um, dropped their shard and items and ugh. And there was this freaking enemy. I played this on, I played this on Switch. Yeah. That's fine there. Um, what's I going to say? And then if you fall asleep on the train, then the, this crazy tough enemy pops up. Ugh. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, let's have a lot of secret question. stuff. Uh, Next question. I was going to say that the last thing that I thought of with uh, inappropriate music use mm-hmm. uh, this, uh, this joke review I wrote years ago about a sequel to Eternal Sonata. Oh, no. Oh, I remember this. Yes. So, whereas the original Eternal Sonata was about the fever dreams that Chopin, Friedrich Chopin had as he lay um, dying of something or other. I remember this. And the joke game I made up for this review 
was set within the drunken stupor of PDQ Bach as he was sleeping <laughs> off a bender in a ditch outside of Baden Baden Baden. And the joke being that Yes. So the joke being that all the music in this game is attributed to PDQ Bach. And so you have things like um, in the big cathedral, the music that's playing is Irieke Eleisone, which was his version of the Kyrie written in Pig Latin. And the the battle theme was going to be concerto. Actually, it was a concerto of orchestra versus a whole lot of instruments, something like that. And it was yeah, I had a lot of fun with that review and attempting to describe the auditory experience and um. But how, uh, since every attack was actually played out with notes from whatever instrument the party was currently mangling, um, it was as much of an auditory assault, assault on the player as it was on the enemies. And I finished with the line, thankfully this game does not include voice acting. <laughs> yes. um, uh, so honestly, I would like to actually see this game someday. Uh. Just to have that music in a game. <laughs> oh, and um, I, I specifically mentioned is like um, the uh, the soundtrack actually featured a live uh, live production, except for the cemetery rendition of the grossest fugue, which had a mostly dead one. Um, mm. But that the uh, developers hired out the King Congregational Church of Fayre, North Dakota as the only repertory company that actually specialized in PDQ box music to perform for the soundtrack. <laughs> so I, I remember, I, I remember Becky just really, really enjoying this review back when it was posted. Mm. I think it was actually the first interaction I had with her on the side and she was just like, this was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, new question then. Just uh, this is the last thing I can mention. Uh, what are some games that have absolutely massive player bases but no mainstream coverage? I think mobile exclusive battle royales. I mean, that's that's going to be it. Like they're things that are. It's also things that are popular in like uh, parts of East Asia tend to have like you know go, you can get these games that are huge in China that have like millions and millions of players that yeah. none of us have ever heard of because they don't really have. Uh, Arena yeah. of Valor. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was I was gonna, Arena of Valor. I was just gonna say that <laughs> nobody talks about that game. I yeah, played it for like anyway. a day. If yeah. we if we look if we look at like things that are that aren't in that category, like back in the day, you would see a lot of uh, places that covered like The Sims, and nowadays it's like the the places that cover The Sims are places that only talk about The Sims, but that has like. You know, ten million people buying the Sims Four, so like, you know, mm-hmm. it's got I a very dedicated player base. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have that game. Oh, you don't have all that game though, because there's like a million. No, I. That. Oh Lord, the DLC is insane. On the ugh, I got the. No, you know what it is? Because I bought it, I had it on PC, and then I got the Xbox version. But I bought different DLC on each platform. So I'd have a reason to actually play them both in because it's too expensive to buy all the DLC on both. So the vampire DLC is pretty cool, actually. You get to suck people's blood. If nothing else, just be glad that they haven't really worked in gotcha. Yeah. That's the, that's the last line. 
that will kill us all. But yeah, yeah like, that's one of those things. I was just thinking about SimCity today and the last entry in that series and the fiasco. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you're oh, not seeing another one. Right. It's nine years ago. Yeah, because Maxis got closed, right? Or they laid people off or something. Oh, they, they absolutely were closed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They've not existed in quite a few years. Okay. Technically, like, there's a... There, there was a reorganization of it under the EA Mobile logo, uh, label, but like by all accounts, there's there's no Maxis left in there. It's just a label. Huh. That's a shame. An unsurprising shame. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, just one of those things that like quietly there are like expansions and all sorts of shit released for The Sims 4 every fucking year. And they like it has an extremely dedicated fan base that cares deeply about it. And like, unless you are looking for Sims 4 information, you will never hear a goddamn word about it. Nope. There is a Sims. There is a Sims like stuff pack, which is different from an expansion, uh, coming out next week, June sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. So yeah, those those just happen. Uh, it adds werewolves. Mm, cool. Adds adds the werewolf life state. Also adds a world called World Mills. But yeah, that's one of those things I would think of when I was like when I'm thinking of like, oh yeah, there's a bazillion people playing this and you would not know it just by looking at mainstream press coverage. Uh, anyone hmm. got any others that you can think of? Yeah. So, hmm. popular games that no one's talking about. Hmm. Yeah, like like popular games that have like self-selected into their own niche, such that they don't even cross over into like the quote-unquote mainstream game press. Yeah. It's a toughie. Yeah, there there are things that do this, but you, I don't think any of us are in the subcultures that actually play them, which makes it difficult to find them. Mm. Paradoxically, uh-huh. well, no one really um, what call it? Um, sorry, I'm I'm thinking of something, but it's I can see it in my head. I can't think of it. The oh um, Melty Blood. Right, that got a brand new game last year. Nobody talks about that series at all. You know, it, it didn't actually sell particularly well. Like, it sold yeah. fine for what Melty Blood sells, but Melty Blood originally started as a Dojin game. So, mm-hmm. forget what that company like. They're called uh, Soft Circle French Bread now, and Soft Circle Blank is very much a Dojin proof name. But they used to have a different name, and I forget what it was. And I think that was back when they were making games with names like Glove on Fight. Which is an extremely strange joke. It is funny to like four people who remember what Power Instinct was. Let me see if I can find this. Yeah, they were called Watanabe Seisakujo and did a shit ton of Dojin games in the late 90s. Uh, Queen of Heart, 98, 99, blah, 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 which seems to be. Yeah, it's like 
fighting games, but they feature characters from H games, which is a very Dojin game thing to do. Uh, and then, yeah, you get into uh, like they, by the early ops, they produce uh, Melty Blood and Glove on Fight, and then after Melty Blood, they start making actual like games on things that are not for people that are not uh, Dojin game maniacs. And that's where you get Undernight from. Undernight. Yeah, Undernight, Inbirth, EXE, Light Clear. Right, there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Undernight's cool, though. The... It is. They, like, they make fun games, but it is one of those things where it's like the their games sell consummate to a company that uh, started out as a Dojin developer. Um. Nothing wrong with that. There's still a lot of good Dojin yeah. games. Yeah, no, it's it's just one of those things where like I would not describe people not talking about it as like a game being hugely popular. It's just a case of like, yeah, they have a hardcore fan base. Very hardcore. I mean we could probably include Toho in this then. Oh god. I mean, I don't know how much any like it's hard for any of the individual games in that to sell just by virtue of the fact that like do you mean the official ones? Well they're only sold at Comic Cats. Yeah, uh, uh, like they're just like rapidly dumped onto the internet and pirated forevermore. But uh, but it's certainly got one of the largest fan bases and lowest media footprints you'll ever find for a major series. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because it's like the the amount of Toho media is as uncountable as the sands of a beach. But uh, the actual like. It's one of those things, like, if you want Toho, you have an endless amount of Toho at your fingertips, but you only are going to find it if you go looking for Toho. Uh, let's see. Uh, relating to this question, speaking of what you know about all those Sega and Bondi games, which collect cards to use on the arcade machines, right? Has any of them made it to the States? Absolutely not, because as it turns out, there's no way to sell them. I heard they were really popular in Japan. Yeah, that's that's a fair one that we that we totally missed. Like those weird uh, things, like Dragon Ball Super Battle or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, that's just like here's an arcade machine that's also like requires you to have trading cards and shit. And it's just like I don't think any of those have ever been exported anywhere. Spinoffs of them. Oh yeah, no, it's it does not sound fun at all to me. But you know. With the kids in Japan, like we in Japan, where you can still find game centers, you can you can make that business oh. model work. <laughs> the game centers are getting fewer and fewer. Oh, true, definitely. Like, yeah. but yeah, like that, this was one of the last gasps of trying to get kids into game centers. It's just like uh, here's uh, cards, arcade games with cards. But yeah, Wait, that's. To, to, it's the main thing that still works is the cards. Yeah. But they're not a game center. It's like the, the toy store and the, the UMA Town's mm. shopping center downtown has a couple of these mach- of those card-based machines in one side of the toy store. Oh, that would make sense as well. Yeah. Still sounds miserable, but it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, uh, the arcade-style card machines are still making money. They're just not being used for game centers. Yeah, you can skip those entirely because, like, what child actually goes to those? <laughs> well, that and I mean, traditionally, the game centers have had a had some strict age controls for 
times and things like that. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, to, to answer the question, I don't believe any of these has ever been uh, exported, just spin-offs that technically originate from them. Um, knowing Gus, they will probably... Knowing Gus, they will probably milk Adelaide Ryza for another one or two more installments. Am I right to fear for the third part? It feels like the meta plot of every Adelaide trilogy falls off with. Well, normally I'd say maybe yes, negative, but I mean, first of all, Gust tends to plan for trilogies for their mm -hmm. sets. Second, Ryza has probably the strongest main arc or centralized arc of any of the games in the series, of any of the subsections of the series, period. Mm -hmm. um, third, uh, Sam and I are still really, really holding a torch for Ryza and her best friend actually getting together in the third game. Um, <laughs> nice to hope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if you read our um, our uh, partnered up review of Ryza 2 last year, <laughs> we were not very happy with the queer baiting in that game. Yeah. It was very, I mean, the way... Other games, to an extent, love doing that, sadly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the way Claudia reacted to everything, the, the way the voice acting was done, the way the body language was done with the character models, yes, um... Yeah. yeah, and also interestingly, they, they never actually set Ryza up with a male romantic um, interest at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, um, I mean, no. There's potential Ryza for where to take it. Ryza two had completely different pacing issues. Mm -hmm. So um, the one is that that man balance it better. Um, Sophie too did a better job of plot balancing than Ryza than either of the Ryzas so far. So there is hope. Mm. hope Considering what I thought of the original Sophie, there's a lot of hope involved here. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, on the one hand, yes, Gust does churn them out pretty quickly. But this other, on the other hand, they are also demonstrably learning from their experiences even as mm. they go through different development teams. Mm. So, yeah. so for for any given subsection of the series, I would say, yes, there is hope. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Looking back at Bon Presto's diverse Super Nintendo and PS1 catalog, is it Namco Bandai's fault that Van Presto only makes Super Robot Wars nowadays? Uh, mostly because they have a controlling stake in them, but I mean, also, if you had a controlling stake in them, you probably wouldn't be asking for more of the great battles either, even though I like them. <laughs> I could I could list you, like, a thousand things that are Super Robot Wars adjacent, like, they're, they're allowed into the Super Robot Wars original continuity that uh, I have a deep fondness for that uh, suck ass as games. Uh, and they all have names like Real Robot Regiment and Super Robot Spirits, and like all of those are, to some ex some greater or lesser extent, canon. And they're all in different genres, and they're all extremely bad. Um, Super Robot Spirits, for example, is a N64 fighting game that has uh, key aspects of the 
Super Robot Wars Alpha plot in it for some reason. And there's like it's it's a very bad fighting game. <laughs> like don't play it. Um yeah, like that that's just kinda how those things go. Like they, they sort of stumbled upon well what can what can we do well? What fits our like set of uh or our the the skill set of institutional knowledge that's been built up in this company? What uh what what it's worth uh, devoting our time to, and it's ended up lasering in on Super Robot Wars because the other stuff, like, I mean, you know, I think it would be cute to have another another Centuries episode game, but I mean, that requires a very different skill set that's not really well-maintained in-house at Von Presto. But that's, I think, I, I think I'm the only one that has strong opinions about that. So. Yeah. I like it. I know nothing of super robots or their wars. I failed you. Um, <laughs> let's let's hit one that uh, we can that several of us can probably ramble unintelligently unintelligently about. How useful would more RAM on the Switch be? Honestly, probably not as much as you'd hope. Um, no. Like it would also it depends on what quality of RAM. <laughs> like what, uh, yeah, I mean. So the switch, but like the hardware using... was already old back in when it came out. You know? I mean, it wasn't old for uh, mobile technology, but uh, I believe yeah. the switch uses uh, kind of RAM is it using. It's probably DDR3, uh, right? LP DDR4 actually. Um, it is four, okay. But to to for what matters in this uh, context, it's four gigabytes of LP DDR4 RAM. Which is, you know, for for its uh, for what it's doing, that's honestly probably about as much as it can really meaningfully make use of. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I mean, it it's impressive that it's that's it's the same Nvidia Tegra processor that you know was in the Shield devices back in 2014, 2015, I think, right? It's a, so, it's a customized version of the T-Rex one. But, it is, um, yeah. So the. The, I don't know how much, like, without more processing power and without a more powerful GPU, I don't see what the extra RAM is really going to do, you know? Okay. Uh, most you would, you would probably get some better... What's that? to say, uh, you know, go ahead. I'll get to my point. No, you go ahead. No, you go first. I, uh, I was just going to say, for the most part, you would probably, like, you know, you could probably load out uh, more area. You could maybe, like, have more detailed textures, but the thing that's bottlenecking textures at this point is probably more the uh, CPU and GPU clocks. So, you know. Yeah. What are you going to say, Wheels? Uh, I'm just going to say I, I don't really see like a... So what was the original question? I think I missed it. How useful would more RAM in the Switch be? Oh, yeah. Uh, I say not at all. I think if... I, yeah. I, I don't think a... Like a middling update is really going to amount to much. And... No. Yeah, and, and honestly, more RAM is not what the system's yeah. issue is. No. <laughs> like, if if you're going to give it more RAM, you would need to give it more, uh, like, a, improved clock cycles or like a better processor overall. And at that point, you are making a new machine. Yeah. Probably a backwards compatible machine, but a new machine. Yeah, for sure. And so, 
And that's seemingly what they're making, so... But I would also say, as long as... Honestly, as long as... Aside from, like, ports that are doing crazy things with the Switch, like, most games should be working within the limitations of the system and be able to really, this far in the console's life cycle, be able to pull a lot out of it. So you can you can see some gorgeous games. That new Mario Strikers game looks fantastic. Yeah. And I was just playing the demo, the new Fire Emblem Warriors, which doesn't seem to have the performance issues that the last Hyrule Warriors did, so that's good. Yeah, I mean at least they learned from their mistakes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where like uh like anytime you look at like any given aspect of a machine's design and say, well, what if you improve just this bit? It's like uh, it would have yeah. very middling, uh, right. middling changes at, at most, and it would honestly be very game dependent. Like I don't yeah. think that there's a lot of games that people are trying to put on Switch where the issue is like being RAM star. Yeah, no, right? Uh, yeah, like uh, let's see. To move on to this next question, what kind of person pays for all the DLCs for Sims 4 DOA 6? Uh, no one in terms of DOA 6, but uh, uh, someone for whom that's basically their only hobby. Uh, tra- the, the tragically alone. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, Dead or Alive DLC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. DOA six launched with like thousand uh, dollars for DLC, but it's like the answer is that like the theoretical buyer is not supposed to purchase all of it. They are supposed to a la carte purchases purchase the parts they care about. But of course, you know, if you look at the actual amount and remember that whales exist, you will find that there are probably people who've spent thousands of dollars on things like DOA or Sims Four. So, I was gonna say like. So I mean, Sims Four, I bought like the major expansions, like Go to Work. Or get to work. The stuff that adds like the stuff right. that adds like new gameplay modes. And then basically. in Dead or Alive Six, I mean, I think I bought, I bought one special outfit for some of my favorite female characters, but that was about it, though. I mean, DOA Six was abandoned almost immediately. Like they <laughs> never updated it in any meaningful fashion after it came out and kind of bombed. I mean, it, um, I think it's. A- it's a perfectly cromulent fighting game, <laughs> but yeah, I cannot believe what they charge for the DLC. Like, so their their DLC season pass, which is cosmetic only, is like ninety dollars. It's like no ninety dollars and doesn't contain even like a meaningful amount of the DLC. <laughs> and then I bought my Shirin Ryu, you Shirin know, Ryu. because or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak Japanese right now. I can't even speak English right now. No. Um, yeah. Well, because they ad- added her as a DLC character, and she was like seven or eight bucks on her own. And it's like, well, I, you know, oh. I can almost see how that happened, just because she's technically licensed from another company. But yeah. So. But yeah, like the I think they've released like three DLC te- characters for that. The first season pass contained sixty-two costumes. Uh, and like three characters and that was not even close to all the costumes they actually tried to sell but yeah it was 
it's one of those things where like they seemingly sort of like just in the second that like it did not immediately draw enough whales they just threw it and threw up their hands and said we're done we don't care anymore which was a bit tragic to watch play out but also wasn't altogether surprising <laughs> no so i mean i've heard rumors of dead or alive 7 for years and i don't see that coming out anytime soon if at all so i don't know yeah, I think they've they've fully moved Team Ninja on to doing other things at the moment. Busy making like, well, I think they just finished Stranger of Paradise actually. So, but yeah, uh, like to to throw another game of this type in, like you get like train simulators will have like thousands of dollars worth of DLC, and the answer is that it's like for people for whom. Like something like The Sims 4, Train Simulator. Like that's for people who, for whom, like not gaming is a hobby. That game is a hobby. Right. Um, or think of yeah, like Microsoft Flight Simulator has a, but yeah, yeah the new like, one has a buttload of DLC, but it's it's free with Game Pass, so it's like whatever. But um, that the, well, then there's another flight simulator, a DCF, I think it's called, and that's like, <laughs> I cannot believe what they charge just to get. Like they'll charge you hundreds of dollars, I think, for or thirty bucks for like one new jet to fly or something. So, when mm. we talk about simulators, yeah, we're talking ridiculous prices. But those aren't really for gamers per se. Those are people who just, you know, simulators are kind of their own thing. I would think. Yeah, like the the people who are playing like a a really realistic flight simulator, like that's just they don't play games; they play that. It's right. Not, there's no other concern of like there are other games competing for my time. It's like no, I play this and I want to add things to this. So I, I think DCF has at least three thousand dollars worth of Yikes. DLC. Yeah, um, but like if you're the kind of person who's playing that every right. day or every week, and then like you're just buying like a new plane every like a couple new planes every paycheck, it's like suddenly that adds up. <laughs> it does, and so I had a friend who really wanted to be in the air force and then he couldn't because of asthma or, or something that happened and but he loves flight simulators he and he flies remote control helicopters and like he has all the ace combat games he wanted to buy the special joystick to use for ace combat 7 so that's kind of what i think of in that case it's like so a, a guy his dream was to be in the air force and he couldn't ever do it and this is for some people so maybe it's the, the simulator is fulfilling to that an need. actual airplane right so hmm. but but of course he would never spend that kind of money on that shit so yeah <laughs> like that's also the kind of person that sony is like banking on with grand Turismo seven i think they're on whatever yes. the new one was oh that's inside. a good good example to bring up certainly yeah, like they they're trying to bank on that kind of person and like the problem is that they have an inbuilt fan base that isn't that kind of person right. that they're uh that they pissed off in the process. But um But yeah, like the kind of person who does that for those simulators or the sim like any kind of simulation is doing it because the simulations they're happy. Um for same same kind of person that buys model trains. Um Let's see. Uh, I'm getting pretty tired, so this will probably be the last one. Uh, okay. Anyone remember the yeah. time when 
RPGs put text boxes on the side of the screen to report every action you take. This is an attempt to bring tabletop RPG stylings onto the PC or a trick to mask the fact that the playfield could not be rendered full screen. Why not both? Um, yeah. um, <laughs> generally, the latter was the reason why the text boxes began. Hmm. I know. Because, but it's also, I mean, it, it also exists because there's a, it's, it's reporting for a certain kind of grognard that wants to know exactly what happened at all times. <laughs> I mean, not just for role-playing games, but for other games of that time period, they often had the te- the boxes or the frames specifically. Because yeah, he wanted- brings up like Doom clones on the Genesis and Commodore Amiga and Jaguar doing that. So, I mean, you know, for like the first few generations of gaming, it really was they could not actually process enough to fill the entire screen with something. And so had the frame to help disguise the fact that they couldn't do that. Yeah, you'll find some other very strange examples of people using frames to hide something. Uh, a common one, uh, a funny one, is uh, the Sega 32X port of Blackthorn. It uh, has a giant ass ugly frame to the side of it, and the reason for that is not a technical one. It's that, or at least it's not that kind of technical one. Uh, they didn't want to re- redraw all the backgrounds. And all the backgrounds were designed for the Super NES's resolution, which the 32X is higher, so they needed to fill that extra resolution space with something, so they filled it with a giant ass ugly frame. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you'll get those those weird situations where it's like, eh, we, had, we had a reason, but it was a weird one. And then, of course, uh, every, every goddamn European Amiga game has like a giant uh, thing a, a giant portion of the screen that's just the company and the game logo, and it's like, why right. is this here? Well, it's uh, it makes it easier to run the game. That's why. <laughs> Pretty much. My favorite, uh, my favorite example of this though is I think it's like, uh, like he brings up Jaguar Doom, but uh, I think it's 3DO Doom that's much funnier because that has a because that game runs like shit. Uh, but it has display modes to determine how much of a frame it's running in, and like it runs less like shit if the entire game is essentially the size of a postage stamp because it's, the entire screen has been covered right. in frame. <laughs> yes. Just truly beautiful. Uh, that, that game was uh, programmed by like one person in like eight weeks, so I don't blame them. <laughs> it was... It's not a fun time. I cannot imagine that was a fun project. Uh, the publisher uh, assigned the, the publisher hired this person uh, with, but like had no idea what kind of time it actually takes to port things from one thing to another. They thought that you could take a retail copy of Doom and change some things in it, and it would just run on a three D O perfectly. They also thought that you could put in new weapons by just drawing a new weapon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the only major contribution that man made to the final game was that uh, he and his garage band did all the music. So that's uh, that 3DO version of Doom is something. And uh, the, well, the Doom is on every platform, right? <laughs> 
Uh, just Doom about, is on but... literally everything that they feel they can put it on, including like printers, medical equipment, <laughs> yeah. medical equipment, printers, everything else. But the, the thing that was also when they were making this was also one of the commercial ones. But the other thing that's tragic about the 3DO version is that the programmer eventually threw up their hands and basically there there are display modes that are not unlockable except via cheat because they were only supposed to be used on the 3DO successor that would hopefully have enough processing power to brute force the game into having an acceptable frame rate. Wow. That that successor did not come out. Uh, it was nope. It was uh, the like uh, design for it was purchased by Matsushita in the late 90s, and there are a few games that were announced for it, and a few games actually do use it as arcade hardware, uh, a couple by Konami, uh, which means that that hardware does exist, and people have successfully added it to 3DO emulators. And putting that version of Doom into an emulation of that hardware does cause it to run fine. Which is, I mean, (laughs) kind of vindicates that that programmer. Like, good job. But, yeah. Uh, uh, good times. Good times. There's there's a very good uh, digital foundry video about uh, all of the contemporaneous uh, console ports of Doom uh, that goes into a lot of detail about like how they were uh, constructed and what horrible things happened on their way to being released. Uh, so if you ever want to hear more details about this, uh, I recommend uh, giving that a watch. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think with I think that, this is a good stopping point. Talking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, which means I want to hear about pizza parlors. Gajan. The Pizza Parlor. Pizza Parlor. Princesses of the Pizza Parlor. Available on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. Yes. Uh, Hmm. I spent like an hour talking about this earlier this morning. (laughs) Uh, You should check that podcast, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Okay. So, um, yes, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor by Michael Yarimizu on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. Um basically me role-playing an entire group of people role-playing something that may or may not be Pathfinder um, in a uh, fake um, let's play action, play whatever setting. Mm. Uh, words fail right now. It, and, Understandable. Uh, it's late. Yeah. So, yeah, nine, nine episodes, two side quests, and a paralogue available for Kindle and Kindle Unlimited in either ebooks individually or in four separate paperback forms. Because um, if you enjoy tabletop RPGs, if you enjoy hearing about other people's tabletop games, if you like to live vicariously through poor dice rolls and poorer personal decisions, um, and then laugh at the results, then give it a try. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tam, you still there? Tam has died wow. on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tam died on the this Oregon Trail. Dysentery. But... 
were, were he here, I'm sure that he would be like, I'm sure that he would be asking that on his tombstone be put that you can watch streams on RP Gamer. I know that a number of people do them. I do not have them all committed to memory because I'm a bad person, but better people might someday know. There's a lot of Phil and a small number of me. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, Wales is does the shenanigans. Oh, I just realized that there were things in the podcast section. I didn't think there was anything in the podcast section. We'll we'll bring them up next time. Guidance here, which is hopefully soon. <laughs> oh, there's stuff in the podcast section. Yeah, like I said, they they were specifically for Gaijin. Uh, oh, so, previous list. Okay. Yeah, some stuff from the previous list that we like intended to save for later that got lost. Um, oh yeah, that was way back at the start of May, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Or no, wait a minute. Not no, this one. is this is from a few days ago, but like these questions are from over the years. <laughs> but you know, we do occasionally run into something that was like, uh, "Oh, Gaijin will have an opinion on this," but uh, so we'll skip it, and then like I forget to go back to it because it's my fault. But <laughs> okay. next time you're here, we'll go back and do these uh, extra questions. But, Hopefully, not, hopefully soon. Yeah, um, he can go to the streams. Uh, Wheels also does a stream on Sunday nights called Shenanigans. Sometimes when he's not busy playing uh, bad games that listen, are about shooting. Listen, okay. <laughs> we had spent like five, six hours, I want to say, going through that the new dungeon in Destiny Two, and uh, it was probably the only night remaining before the weekly reset. So we we can try and finish it. So. I made a call. And you I abandoned free, us. I abandoned, <laughs> I abandoned you. You abandoned us for your real friends, who are your fake friends. <laughs> but, um, who are your real friends? Evidently not us. Oh, for um, you. Wait. You clearly didn't, but in any case, uh, yeah, so shenanigans most weeks at yes. 9 p.m. Pacific. Right now midnight is Eastern. Victor Vranigans. Yeah, Victor Vranigans. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe, where you stream? Let people know. Oh, um, well, I don't know if I'm going to stream this week, but um, Smoke and Joe 86. <laughs> yeah, that is SM0K1NJ0E86. Um, I'm thinking about changing the name. I just don't know what to change it to. But I was doing... Um, on Saturday, I started streaming Legend of Oasis. I'd like to keep doing that till I beat it. And... People need to know about the story of Thor. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. It's the it story of no, Thor... But it's an Arabian setting. There are no other references to. I don't think anyone's actually mythology. Thor in it. No. It, well, the main character is Leon in Legend of Oasis, and it was Prince he might Ali. Have been Thor in Japan, but oh, but anyways, that's an old Saturn game. So yeah, so I I've been streaming Thursday and Saturday nights, but I don't know if I'm going to stream tomorrow or this Saturday. I just haven't been feeling great the past few days, so we'll see. Godspeed. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing anything that says the character was ever known as anything but Leon. I don't <laughs> understand. Uh, it's technically a prequel to Beyond Oasis. I don't know. Yep. 
Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look into if the Japanese version just called either of the protagonists Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there's your options. Uh, you can also listen to us when we record, which is typically Wednesday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. I'm about to sneeze. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Sorry about that. I tried to mute and it did not work. Uh, but, uh, I was can, thinking about changing my channel name to Joey Hates Everything, but I don't know. Because <laughs> that's all I do. I, I just, no matter what I play, I just start swearing and complaining every time I die. And I don't know. <laughs> you got to learn to love games and love yourself. But, uh, I guess. In any case, uh, you can catch us uh, at 9 p.m. Pacific, uh, midnight Eastern, most Wednesdays, on uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, where we will, uh, we will yeah. answer questions as best we can. And <laughs> so I'm also on, I'm on Facebook, but if, if I get a friend request from a Facebook. stranger, exactly, if I get a friend request from a stranger, I will deny it. Sorry, not personal. Fuck Facebook. Um, <laughs> but in any case, uh, you can you can ask us questions in the chat of RP Gamer not or on Facebook ask though, because I'm no longer really on Facebook. Yeah, don't ask. Why are we talking about Facebook? Fuck I Facebook. I don't know. Sorry, you did. I this. brought it up. I brought it up. It's my fault. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, you can also ask us questions in the podcast section. This part, sorry, Fire Miner. We'll get to them. Uh, but yeah, you can, and thank you for the questions, but uh, you can ask us questions in Discord by going to the rpgamer.com, clicking community tab, which will take you to the Discord podcast section has or questions for us. join the Wheelieverse and you can talk to us directly and sure. whatever. And, I don't know, we'll probably say mean thanks to you. But, <laughs> we will. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you can ask us questions in the RPG or Discord. And even if you don't want to ask us questions, it's a lovely community. If you want me to troll you, join the Wheelieverse on Discord. Please stop trying to close us out because I want to die. Oh, sorry. Um, it's fine. I'm uh, trying to stay yeah, quiet uh, here just so he can. Yeah. So also you can ask us questions in the comments section under this very episode. I have been many of those recently, but I want to make sure that people are aware it's an option. Exists. Yeah, you can do it. You're allowed. Yeah, make your make your choice. It's between you and God, and whether and me when I check the comment section. But uh, I'm tired, so see see you, space cowboys. See ya. See ya.